Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. We are on episode 191 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. So if you're catching up, you've caught up. If it is you're March, up, you've caught up. Yeah, if they're if they're catching up if and they're, they're at 191, up. they've caught up to 191. Unless it's March, the first week in March, then they're right on. If, it, if they I, I do don't this, understand in, any if of they logic. do this in June, they won't still be caught up. That point, that's my point. But <laughs> you lost me at caught up. That's all right, brother. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sure you're right. But, uh, but anyway, don't working. worry about it. Okay. Just keep on catching up. You're doing a fantastic <laughs> job. Anyways, you listen to the podcast today. That reminds me to tell you to take a few minutes to invite somebody to listen to our podcast, Facebook, Twitter, call them on the phone, text them with the link, and uh, just continue to stretch out our reach beyond our immediate church family and influence others. It's going to make a difference. And I will ask you also, when you see us in uh, in the uh, lobby or see us at church or something, uh, especially Pastor Tommy wants to hear from you about oh, how it's absolutely. going. He, he, I get to hear all the great things. For some reason, y'all nothing. leave him out of the I mix. I hear nothing. And so just uh, this, this week, you go up and say, Pastor, I am enjoying the podcast. I hope somebody is. So uh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, I think they will. Well, Pastor, I know that you've heard this term before. The silence was deafening. Yeah. And um, there are times in our lives uh, that uh, we get into silence, and, it, and it's not comfortable. I, I'm a person who likes who doesn't I could like, use a little more silence. Oh, you, in my you, life. I, I don't. I, I'm not a person who likes silence. Let me yeah, say it that way. I, I mean, I don't think I like silence either. But when you have kids in your house, you want some. Well, th- there's different kind of silences. For instance, <laughs> when I'm having my time with the Lord, I like to have right. your YouTube piano vi- oh, uh, video going in the background, very yeah, quietly, yeah. and I'm reading along. It just kind of keeps my mind focused. I don't hear distractions. Yeah, I don't yeah. things going outside. So anyway, but the worst thing is, is that when and I have heard this over and over again. I have. I, I'm, for whatever reason, I've never felt this way. I know people do feel this way, yeah. where they feel like God is silent. Yeah. They've prayed. They don't feel like he's answering. They don't experience his presence anymore. Um, they, they, they read the Bible. It's just dry, like they're reading words, those kind of things. So you've never had that experience? I have not. Really? I I know that everybody tells me about it, I, and maybe it's coming. And, and <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I'm that emotional guy, so I yeah. always, I always, <laughs> maybe it's my personality i don't yeah. feel like god has ever been silent to me yeah. um the, uh, he does tell me sometimes trey get right with me yeah i mean yeah for sure so that's not silence either when he's trying to get me to repent of things and yeah. turn back to him and those kind of things but anyway well, i would think that you are the exception to the rule yeah i would I say so most people probably go through seasons in their walk with jesus where they feel like god is silent yeah, I've heard, I think that's and, and again, common. I've heard that, and I and I feel for people. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are struggling with this, and yeah. so I think when they're in a situation where they're not hearing from God, how do you get back? You know, yeah. that's the big thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is going to be a, a helpful episode because I do think that you're the exception to the rule. I think that most of us, at some point in our Christian journey, uh, maybe feel like uh, God is either silent or God is distant, that there's not the intimacy with mm-hmm. the Lord that maybe there once was and, yeah. and all those kind of things. And, and, and what do you do? Because that's, it's not a, necessarily a fun place to be. 
Uh, and sometimes that that place where you are, where where God is silent and uh, it doesn't seem like He's near, is 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 by God's design. Mm-hmm. He is taking you through that season uh, for His purpose and for His will. So, yeah. uh, and I think you know, for, for some of us today listening, we're probably struggling with that and and just need some uh, some biblical counsel. What do we do? What do we do when we feel like God is silent? Um, yeah, but I can see that about you, pops. <laughs> well, I, I I do want to clarify. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a perfect person because when, no, I've been when, 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 I, when I fell away from the Lord and I was a, a freshman in college and I, I did fall away from the Lord at a Christian school, yeah. no less, um, I, God was not silent. He was just beating me up. Yeah, that I conviction, mean, it was constant, conviction. constant conviction that I was away yeah. from him. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just, yeah, uh, I I've never, I mean, I've never been through the part where I just, nothing. Yeah, I, I certainly can think back over the course of my life where there have been seasons of spiritual dryness, where in my own walk with the Lord, I was not pursuing Christ uh, like, like I could have been pursuing Christ. And, 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 that, and maybe it's my obtuseness, yeah, yeah, who knows. And, um, so I, I, I certainly sense, and, and there are certainly those seasons even now where, mm-hmm. um, you know, honestly, I, I feel like when I'm. Uh, getting up and praying, and I feel like there's some days where I feel like I'm just going through the motions. I think, and I think that's part of the process. That's mm-hmm. normal. And then there are those moments where I feel obviously really close to the Lord and those kind of things. And, and it's just a good reminder that um, you know our our faith in Jesus is not based on what we feel. Mm-hmm. It's based on the reality of the hope that we have in Christ. Yes. That that in those moments when we feel like God is not near, uh, is not true. He is. He yeah. he's in you. He lives in you. I, I do know that, you know, there have been, and, and I know you've had these seasons too, Trey, uh, if you would think about them, I think you probably have, uh, where, where I have certainly wrestled with God. Yeah, of and, course. And, and it doesn't seem like the answers to prayers are coming as quickly as I want them to come. And there have been certainly long seasons in my walk with the Lord where it seems like it's months mm. where I don't see the answers. I mean, I think about, uh, you know, prior ministry experiences, uh, asking God to, to move uh, yeah. on the hearts of people, asking God to uh, help me see some victory in the midst of the circumstances I'm in, uh, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, those, those prayers, uh, they, they, they take a while to see God answer, or at least the right. evidence of it. I know he's always answering my prayers, but for me to see the evidence of that. So I think that's normal, and it's, it's frustrating, I think for some of us it gets really frustrating because we're wondering why, why isn't God uh, moving fast enough in my life? Why isn't He doing this? Why isn't He doing that? And what what can happen if we're not careful in the seasons where it seems like God is silent is we can stray. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I completely uh, instead see of that, instead of waiting that. on the Lord, and you know, you think about all the scriptures, especially in the Psalms. I was going to say there's a lot calls, about waiting yeah, on the Lord. They call us to wait on the Lord, which is something we just don't do well. And and in those seasons where it seems like God is silent, the temptation really is to stray from the Lord, and um, because we don't feel like He's near, we don't feel like He's listening to us, don't feel like He's moving on our behalf, mm-hmm. and so we we start to turn and look at other directions. So, any rate, I, I think this is going to be helpful. I hope it's going to be helpful. Uh, as I was thinking through this over the last couple of days, I was thinking about the story of Job. Mm. If anyone has gone through a season where it seemed like God was silent, it was Job. Yeah, what a what a horrible thing to go through. Yeah, you think yeah. about his story, you know. Uh, God allows the enemy mm-hmm. uh, to touch Job's life, and things are taken away from him. And in the first chapter of Job, after you know things are taken away from him, his home, his his resources, his kids, 
you know, lots of stuff was taken away from Job. What Job does not do after his wife tells him he should is Job does not curse the Lord. He says, you know, um, naked I came into this earth, naked I will leave, blessed be the name of the Lord. And so he does not curse the Lord. But then you, you read through the book of Job, and you have all these chapters where Job is sitting with his friends. And his friends uh, probably weren't the best counselors. He might need some new friends because they, they, they did not always give the best advice. And so, so part of it was, Job, you, you messed up somewhere. It must be your fault that you're not hearing from God. And, and they're just this back-and-forth dialogue for chapter after chapter after chapter of Job and his friends trying to figure out why God is silent, why God has allowed him to go through the suffering and and now in the midst of his suffering, God not speaking to him and, and, and revealing, you know, his purpose in the midst of it. Right. Until you get into the book, and then God shows up. And, and, and in the Old Testament, it wow, was, you know, yeah. this is one of um, the longest places in the Old Testament. As far as chapter after chapter after chapter, we hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. He go, God goes on and on and on and on and just kind of blast Job. Like, who are you? Where were you? When I created... You know, the heavens and the earth. Where were you at, Job? When yeah. I did this, where were you? When I did this, where were you? Uh, who, who are you to question me? Mm-hmm. And, and just that reminder in the book of Job uh, that, that in that season where God seemed to be silent in Job's life, it was very evident uh, for us as the reader that God was at work. We, we know from chapter one, Job doesn't right. know. We saw it. Yeah, yeah. Job doesn't know that, that there's been something going on behind the scenes, but there was, mm-hmm. and God was doing something. He was, he was uh, proving himself, you know, faithful to Job. And so, any rate, how do we respond? We've got five ways to respond when God is silent. And the first is this, examine your heart. Yeah, so in, in Job's story, um, Job did not do anything to cause the suffering. He, he wasn't suffering because of a particular sin in his life, because he had been you know, unfaithful to his wife, or he had been a bad dad, or anything like that. He wasn't suffering because of those things. But sometimes, you do suffer because of those things. I think about First uh, Peter chapter 3. First Peter chapter 3, Peter is talking to husbands and wives, and he gives some instructions to wives, then he gives some instructions to husbands, and he says to the husbands, uh, live with your wife in an understanding way, mm-hmm. uh, so that your prayers might not be hindered, mm-hmm. which is an interesting verse. But, 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 but there's a reality there that Peter is reminding us of, uh, that sometimes our sin, well, I say sometimes, most times our sin, uh, our, our, our uh, unfaithfulness to the Lord, it does hinder our fellowship with God. And, and we all know this from experience, that when we're walking in deliberate and uh, defiance to God's will, when we are being willfully disobedient to the Lord, uh, we don't want to. We don't want to spend time in the Word. We don't want to uh, spend time in prayer. When we're willfully disobedient to the Lord, we're the ones who walk away. God doesn't walk away from us. We walk away. We stray. We turn our back on Him. And so sometimes when you're in that season of silence, uh, where it seems like God is silent and God is not near, it, it is a time to examine your own heart. Is there sin in your life, unconfessed sin, that is hindering your fellowship with the Lord? And being honest about that and repenting of it, I think about David, Psalm 139, God test me, try me, know if there's any evil way within me and lead me to the way of, of, of righteousness. And so just understanding that that uh, sometimes that's that's why it seems like God is not near. It's because of you. It's because of, of unconfessed sin. Now, I'm, not all the time, obviously, in the case of Job, was a bit different, uh, but but it is true that in those times where it feels like God is, is silent, 
it, it might be because um, you've turned your back on him and you need to repent of some sin. Yeah, even though Job was was that guy that he, you know, as a general, he was not pun- being punished. Uh, when when I feel like God is far away or that concept that maybe he, I'm not where I need to be, my first thing yeah. is to go to uh, repent and yeah. First John one yeah. nine and yeah. say if we have you know if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us. And you know I I've made a practice of and I would recommend this to everyone. Uh, and I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm just saying renew it, and that is to keep a short account list with God. Uh, you know, somebody said, well, do I need to confess every single sin individually? And I always say, well, you committed every single sin <laughs> right, individually. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, bring you know. before the Lord. That, and that's a yeah. big deal. I mean, we, we, we as followers of Jesus do not take our sins seriously enough. We just don't. Yeah. You know, we uh, we kind of gloss over it. Uh, but God takes our sins seriously. Yes. How do I know? Because he sent his son to die for every single one of our sins. That's right. And, and so, and, and there's something about, you know, you coming before God and you saying, God, this is what I have done. Mm-hmm. These are the ways I have transgressed this and being specific about it, naming it. Because when you name it in your own life, when you, when you call it what it is, uh, then, then you know also what to go to war against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can say a blanket prayer, God, forgive me of all my sins. Sure. And, and God is faithful and just forgive me of all my sins, obviously. But if I, I make that blanket statement, God, forgive me all my sins, I'm not being specific. I'm not saying, God, this is how I've transgressed you. You know, I had lustful thoughts yesterday, right. or I did this, I, I, was, I mistreated this person, yeah. or whatever the case may be. Name it, because when you name it, then you know what you need to go to war with and ask the Spirit's help to put to death in your life. As, as we know, our sin does not destroy our relationship with God. No, it destroys our fellowship. That's right, and that's very, that's very good, right? Because you think about it, now we're getting into a, a theological matter, but it's important. You think about your, your, theolo- your, excuse me, uh, your position before God. Mm-hmm. Your position before God as a follower of Jesus is you are forgiven. Every sin, past, present, sure. future. And so God will never uh, kick you out of his family. That's good news. But your sin, it does affect your, your daily sure walk does. with Jesus. Sure the, the way I always talk about it is, is in my marriage. In my marriage, Stacy and I, we, we have made a covenant together. What, what, what will not happen is we will not end our marriage, right? That, that we're stuck together. Right. For better or for worse, till death do us part. Same that, here. That's yeah. the covenant we made. The divorce is not an option. Yes. And so there's, there's a security in that. There's a security in that position that, that we are in a covenant relationship. However, while we're in a covenant relationship, I do some dumb things in my marriage. Mm-hmm. I speak too fast sometimes. I don't listen well enough. Whatever the case may be. Right. And, and those daily dumb decisions I make in my marriage, they don't affect uh, the position of my relationship with my wife. I, I am hers and she is mine. That doesn't change. But, but, but it does affect... Oh, it boy. does affect the relationship day in and day out. Oh boy, it does it. And, yeah. and and having to come back to my wife and repent and ask for forgiveness and and her doing the same thing that that's necessary to maintain uh, that that daily fellowship within mm-hmm. our marriage. Mm-hmm. And so so in the same way in our relationship with God, God doesn't kick us out of the family, but we have to come back to Him and say, God, this is where I have transgressed because I see how it's affecting my daily walk with You. And so just being aware of that, that's in those times when it feels like God is silent, mm-hmm. uh, it may be because there's some unconfessed sin in your life that you need to deal with. Yes. Second way, and that is this, be okay with not knowing everything. Yeah, I go back to the story of Job. What did Job know? Not a whole lot. He didn't know much at all. No, he didn't. Yeah. I mean, we did, again, because we, we read the first chapter of Job, and we see what God is doing. We understand. But Job didn't, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And in your life right now, I don't know if you know this or not, but God is is doing a trillion different things. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, he really is. He's 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 up to a work in your life, and he is uh, arranging your circumstances. Uh, he is arranging the people that's going to be in your life. I mean, all those things. He he's he's sovereign over that. He knows why he's placed you in the city he's placed you, the job he's placed you in. Uh, he knows why he's given you the spouse he's given you, or why you don't have a spouse yet. Uh, he knows all those things, and yep. he knows exactly what he's doing. You don't. That's right. Because you're not God. That's exactly and, and, right. And God is, is not obligated to make you aware of every single detail of his plan for, his, for your life. No, he's, he's just not. not. But what we do know, what we do know is Romans 8, 28. For those of us who believe God is working together all things uh, for his glory and your good. We know that. Mm-hmm. So, so you can rest in that promise, and you can be okay with not knowing everything about what God is up to in your life. That in God's way, in God's time, he's going to reveal what he's doing in your life. Uh, you're going to see the evidence of his work, but you don't have to know everything. And I, I think about, just real quick, I think about sure. you know, Isaiah 55, where, where Isaiah writes, and this is a great passage, right? He says, he says in Isaiah 55, um, uh, um, your thoughts, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. This is God talking. My thoughts yes. are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my ways, declares the Lord. For heaven is higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's that's comforting to me to know that uh, God's thoughts and His ways are much higher than mine. He always knows what He's doing. I might not always know mm-hmm. exactly what He's doing, but I don't have to. I can trust that God does know what He's doing, and so I need to be okay uh, with not knowing everything. I, I've often heard people say those words. I just don't know what God's doing in this. Yeah. I just don't know what yeah. God. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, that's, so that's that, that that just recognizing that's that is a, is a good step. Yeah. So say, in that I don't know season, what God's so doing. That's that's the comfort. So in that season season where it feels like God is silent, maybe you're walking through you know life and 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 it's not unconfessed and you, you you've confessed everything and you and you feel like you know you're walking faith for the Lord and you still feel like you're in that season mm-hmm. of silence. You can take comfort in the fact that God is still working. You yeah. don't know how He's working. Maybe in this moment. You, you don't know why, you, you know, it seems like God is silent in this moment, but he's still working because that's what God does. He is always at work uh, for his glory and the good of those who love him. He doesn't take a day off from you. Amen. Uh, third way, and that is this, learn to wait on the Lord. Yeah, this is the hard part, and we talked about this a bit earlier, is that, you know, in those seasons where it seems as if God is silent, you and I really have to learn to wait on the Lord. And you do think about all the places in Scripture where we're called to wait on the Lord. Go back and read through the Psalms, and the Psalms are uh, David and the others crying out uh, about waiting on God. And, 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 and so it's important for us to learn to wait because, because, because here's what you and I have learned over the years of walking with Jesus is that oftentimes God is doing his best work in us in the seasons of waiting. That's right. I agree. It's always like to say it this way, uh, waiting time is not wasted time. Mm. We think it is. You think about going to the doctor's do. office, right? You think about going to the doctor's office, and you're sitting there waiting for your appointment, and, and you were supposed to be there at you know, 9 o'clock, and it's 9.30, 9.45. They still haven't called you back yet, and you're thinking, man, this time has been wasted. Mm. That might be true in the doctor's office. But in God's office, it's not true. <laughs> I was going to say, God is not the doctor's office. In God's so. economy, God is at work in you even in the waiting. So God doesn't waste waiting time. Amen. But, but here's the deal. You and I tend to waste waiting time. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like in that oh, time when we're waiting on, on God, those are those times that we stray. Those are those times we don't take the spiritual disciplines maybe mm-hmm. seriously enough. Those are the times uh, that we just tend to, uh, to drift in our faith. 
And so, so in those times where you're waiting, where it seems like God is silent, what do you do? You keep doing what you know to do, right? Amen. You keep doing what you know to do, which want, is get up every day, spend time with the Lord, amen. be a blessing to others, live on mission, uh, make disciples, uh, be faithful to your, your family, love on your kids, be, be generous in your giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use your spiritual giftedness, those abilities God's given you, minister. In the waiting time where it seems like God is not answering mm-hmm. a prayer as quickly as you might like for him to answer a prayer, mm-hmm. or whatever it is that you're waiting on, don't waste that time. God is at work. You do what you know that God's called you to do, and you Amen. trust that in that you're going to see the faithfulness of God because you are. Uh, Dr. Henry Blackaby uh, once said that, uh, while you're waiting on God, if you will be open to his work that is already at, he's already at work, yeah. he will wear you out. <laughs> so just be ready for God yeah. to do a work. Yeah. Do the things like being on mission and all the things you just said. Yeah. All those things are there. That hasn't changed. Yeah. We, we take the last uh, command and we keep on moving forward. Whatever God said last, keep That's on it. moving That's forward. It. Yeah, we don't get to take a break. God doesn't take a break. Right. God doesn't take a break from his work in our lives, his work in this universe, his work to bring uh, to fulfillment his plan and his purpose. He doesn't take a break, and you shouldn't either. You don't get to say, well, I guess you can say this, but if you say it, you're, you you are rebelling against, yes. rebelling against God. You don't get to wake up and say, as a follower of Jesus, well, uh, I'm waiting on God. He doesn't see me coming through for coming through for me right now, so I'm going to take a break from God. I'm, I'm, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? We, that's not the way it works. You keep on being faithful, trusting that God's going to continue to do his work in you. And that leads us to number four, which is trust what you know. And this is why your understanding of Scripture is so important, mm-hmm. and you walking by faith. Because here's what the the season of waiting is, or that, that time in your life where it seems like God is not speaking as loudly as uh, you might like him to speak. The promises of Scripture are still true in those seasons. It's true, and, and 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 we think that God is silent in those seasons, and and I and I understand that sentiment. I understand what you what you mean when you say that. But if you think about it, in a lot of ways, God is never silent, because every time you open up His Word, He is speaking to you. And so, going back to those promises of God in the Scripture and letting those reassure you in that season where you may be waiting on a specific answer to a prayer or, or wondering how God is at work in a difficult situation, you keep going back to the Scripture and hearing His voice in the Scripture and keep trusting in the promises of God. You keep trusting in Philippians 1, that he who began a good Amen. work in you is faithful to complete it, right? You keep trusting uh, in 1 Peter chapter 1 that, that in Christ there is a living hope for us. You keep trusting in Romans eight twenty eight that God is working uh, together all things for the good of those who love him. You keep trusting, you keep trusting, and you keep trusting, and, and, and again, you're going to know that God is always at work, even in those seasons when it seems like he is silent. Amen. And number five, listen to the voice of the wise. Yeah, because that's really what we need. We, we, I agree. You think about Job and his friends uh, in, in the story of Job. Uh, I mean, I, maybe they gave some wisdom, but they gave a lot of, of, of advice that was kind of unwise and, and discouraging, if you will. And so, so just remember that in those seasons where it seems like God is silent, mm-hmm. in those seasons where it seems like you're waiting, you really do need to surround yourself with people uh, who can conti- continue to encourage you to put your eyes and hope uh, on Jesus Christ. That's why the church is so important. That's Amen. why, you know, relationships with fellow believers are so important. That's why, Amen. you know, community is important, life connection groups, discipleship groups, all those things are important because they keep us focused 
on 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 the truth of Jesus Christ. And so you need the voice of the wise. You need to put yourself around some people who've struggled through some seasons of waiting and have, have walked through seasons where it seemed like God is silent and let that encourage you. Because if you feel like God is silent right now in your life, mm-hmm. it's just that reassurance to know that, that you're not alone. Trey hasn't experienced it, but a lot of... <laughs> A lot as, of you talk, as you talk, as you talk, I think more and more, yeah, you know, there yeah. have been times know, like that. I know, we all have in, in some way or the other. But but most of us have gone through these seasons before, and, and we, we've gotten to the other side, and we can give you some good counsel and help and all those kinds of things. And so in those seasons of silence, don't isolate yourself from the body of Christ. Keep on pressing forward in Christ with the help of the people of Christ as you continue to walk with God. And know that, again, that resting in His promises, that He is more than faithful to you, he loves you. Your faith is not based on uh, how you feel in the moment. Uh, I don't feel like God is near. I don't feel like God is speaking to me. I don't feel like God loves me or all those things. Your, your faith is based on a reality mm-hmm. that Jesus Christ really did die for you and rose again for you because he loves you. Your That's sins right. are forgiven. You are secure in him. You can rest in that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think one of our uh, people that are on staff, there you go, I couldn't get the word out. Anyway, he always says, Preach the gospel to yourself. Yeah, you do. And just remind yourself what Jesus did for you. That's right. That's and he's right. not giving up on you. He's not finished with you. Uh, the thing, we've got to wait on the Lord when it's his time and just uh, be listening. I That's will right. say that having good people around you is is one of the best things you can do, the, the, the wise people. And what burdens me, though, is when people get into these situations, they pull away. Yep. Yep. And they do the exact opposite. Yep. And I will encourage you, if you're out there, do not pull away. That's Get right. with somebody. That's Say, right. listen, I need you to pray for me. That's encourage right. me. Uh, give me in Life Connection Group. You know, those kind of things that are going to help them. Absolutely. Other followers Absolutely. of Christ come around beside them. Absolutely. Okay, so, Pastor, here we are. Somebody is out there right now, and they're struggling. They're saying, you know, I just don't feel like I hear from God. I feel like I, I don't know what to do. So let's just get them started and say, okay, this is where you get started, and yeah. you can move from that direction. What, yeah. what can what can they? Yeah, do? I, I think the first place you have to start is with the first thing we said. You've got to examine your heart. I would agree. Yeah. You've got to examine your heart. Is there unconfessed sin in your life that you need to deal with? Because that could be it. Now, if you've done that, you know, I mean, I, I think the the, um, the 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 next step is just what you said. You, you just got to keep reminding yourself of the truth mm-hmm. that 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 God is near me. He Amen. is at work. I can't forget that, and so I'm gonna press on. But but do examine your heart. Amen. Well, I hope that um, this has been good for you. I know it's been good for me to kind of examine and look for God working in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, and just always be ready for Him to work. And yep. Be ready. Well, Pastor, this has been great. I thank you for this opportunity. And as we close, I want you to get us ready for next week as we. Uh, examine the Word of God sure. again. I do hope this has been a blessing to you today. I hope it's encouraged you and given you something to think about on, on this day as you are wherever you are. And I hope that if this has been a blessing to you, uh, that you will leave us a five-star review and that you'll subscribe to this podcast. You can have new content delivered to your device every single week. And as always, I hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.